digital Easter eggs for Easter. I'm Tanya Hall, and joining me is David Pogue, author, composer, and conductor, and correspondent for CBS Sunday Morning. Welcome, David. Thank you. It's great to have you as a guest, David. Uh, I feel, though, that my introduction barely scratched the surface of who you are. Give our audience a quick summary of the things that you've been up to. Well, uh, most people probably know me as a tech writer. I wrote a weekly tech column for the New York Times for 13 years. Um, now I'm ostensibly full-time at CBS Sunday Morning, so I do a lot of uh, reporting on science and tech, but also, I mean, the arts and music and politics and environment. Uh, really, it's the greatest gig in television because they, they let me propose the stories, so I can basically uh, fling at them whatever, whatever stories interest, interest me, and they're also just, you know, news people, they're classic news people. I mean, every single line has to be double-checked by two outside, you know, professionals make for accuracy. It's, it's really a great outfit. Uh, I have, uh, I've a two book deal with Simon and Schuster. The first one just came out. It's how to prepare for climate change. It's where to live and what to grow and how to ensure and where to invest, how to talk to your kids, that kind of thing. Uh, launching a new podcast in April because, uh, who, 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 how can you exist on earth without your own podcast? Uh, it's called unsung science. And it's a storytelling show about cool achievements in science and tech and how they came to be. So how they, how SpaceX manages to land its, its rockets on their tails uh, back on Earth, how the, the pandemic vaccine came to be, and, and even smaller, uh, nichier stuff too. Uh, so overall, that keeps me pretty busy. I'm sure it does. Not long ago, David, you wrote an article for the New York Times titled The Secret History of Easter Eggs. In the spirit of the season, tell us the story of the first digital Easter egg. The very first Easter egg was 1976 uh, by this guy named Warren Robinette. He's 25. He was a programmer. And he was annoyed that his game company had been bought by Warner and the new suits from New York blew through. These were all, you know, grizzled guys who slept in late and came to work when they felt like it and, you know, wore grungy clothes. And they really resented their new corporate overlords. And one of the things that the overlords did was they said, by the way, you guys don't get credits. This is a Warner Brothers title. We don't, we don't bother crediting individuals who worked on it. Um, so he, Warren was unhappy about that. So he buried in the game he worked on uh, a credit screen that said created by Warren Robinette. And you could only find that if you did this incredibly improbable sequence of steps and clicks and right turns and so on. Uh, and, and the reason for that is that in that instance, he would have gotten in trouble if the overlords found out that he had buried this Easter egg. Um, Easter eggs are you know, hidden, hidden features in the beginning that the company itself did not know was there. These days, uh, it's, it's too risky to release a piece of software with untested and unvetted features and functionality. Uh, so these days, you got to have the, the company's blessing. But a lot of the cooler companies give it. Your article also mentions Google and Android Easter eggs. Tell us about those. 
Uh, Google uh, smiles on Easter eggs, uh, the, the, I, which I love. I love that this huge button-down corporation has a culture that encourages these delightful little surprises. Um, there's been a great Easter egg in every version of Android. Uh, I interviewed the guy who, who did Android P, whose, whose emphasis was on work-life balance, that release. And so he, if you go into the settings screen and do about, and you really fast, you tap the Android version number, um, you eventually find on Pixel phones this hidden painting program. But what's interesting about the painting program is that whatever artwork you do soon begins to fade away. And there's no save command. It's all about Zen. It's about letting go. It's not about being too attached to your device. So it, it fit with that theme of, of work-life balance. Um, Google has a really long list of fantastic Easter eggs. Uh, anyone who's ever gone to Google Maps and or to, to the Google search page and typed in askew, A-S-K-E-W, give it, give it a try, um, or type in Thanos and click the picture of his bejeweled glove. Um, that's a great one. Uh, one of my favorites was on March 10, 2018, M-A-R-1-0, which spells Mario, if you think about it. The Google Maps team replaced the dot on Google Maps that represents your location with Mario in his little go-kart. And when you reach your destination, he says, woohoo! He gives his little Mario noise. Uh, and I, I just can't believe that got through the, the corporate committees and lawyers and everything, but, but it does. And people loved it. I remember the Mario one. That was pretty fun. Tesla also hides a few digital treats in their automotive software. Some are easy to unlock, but you say others remain hidden to this day. Yeah, they, uh, I, I, I interviewed each of these, you know, the engineers of each of these companies, and they, they told me there are some Easter eggs in, in Teslas that still haven't been uncovered, which I find incredibly tantalizing. Over the years, the work they did on these Easter eggs got better and better and more and more elaborate. I mean, on the Model X, the one with the gullwing doors, uh, the Christmas one is insane. Go to YouTube and search for Tesla Model X Christmas Easter egg. It, it plays this Mannheim steamroller uh, Christmas carol and the lights all over the car blink in sync. The windows go up and down, the doors open and close, the gull wings flap all in time to the music. It's really a show. Um, and the, 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 really, the thing that broke my heart is the times went all out on this article. They actually flew out to Tesla headquarters and drove a Model X to the top of a mountain at dusk and filmed this Easter egg, probably the highest resolution, most beautiful film of it you'll ever see. It's at the head of the article uh, in the Times online. And then at the last moment found out that they couldn't get the rights to the Mannheim steamroller song. So you see the, the blinking and the flapping, but without music, it kills me. Because um, it's hard to film, right? You want it dark enough that the lights show up, but light enough that you can still see the car, you know, so. Anyway, so yeah, so Tesla has some fantastic ones. When my kids were little, they, they liked the, uh, the one called emissions testing mode, uh, which basically you can make, you the driver can make fart sounds come out of the seats of the other passengers. It's just like so juvenile, it's delicious. Uh, over the years, they've, they've made these easier to find. Now they're all in this one toy box panel so that 
you can enjoy the Easter eggs without having to click around too much. But but the ones that are still secret are still secret. Even NASA is in the Easter egg game. What was the gift they gave us in their Mars Perseverance lander? Yeah, when the Mars 2020 mission reached Mars recently, uh, observant people looking at the red and white pattern parachute of the Perseverance rover as it de decelerated down to the surface of Mars noticed that there was a, a pattern, a peculiar pattern of these, of these red, black, and white squares. And it turns out it was binary. And uh, it turned out to be the Jet Propulsion Library's motto, which is, what is it, dare? Dare great things, I think. Um, and so uh, it took it took a, just like a matter of hours before the internet had solved it. But but NASA has a long history of of planting Easter eggs. Um, There's some great ones. One of the early rovers had Braille, a uh, secret message in Braille. Uh, the Curiosity rover. This was so intense. The Curiosity rover has. Uh, these wheels with thick treads on them, tread patterns to help it grip the earth, uh, the earth of the Mars surface. And the pattern of the treads formed Morse code. <laughs> so it was J, P, L. And if you look at photographs of the tread marks on the surface of Mars, you see these Morse code patterns, just so genius. That is so cool, actually. <laughs> Yeah, it's the greatest. So I think it's obvious that it's a lot of fun, but what what is it about writing software that makes coders want to embed these digital surprises? These days, software is marketing determined. It's determined by the, the business people and the marketers and, and what will market research support and stuff like that. So you're basically, you as an engineer, you're given the design uh, and you have to write software that supports that design. So it's not like you can go off and be creative. You can't celebrate your own sense of humor. You can't express your own nuttiness. So Easter eggs are sort of their chance to do that, I think. I think it's everybody loves them because they're funny, they're hidden. So it's a kind of a secret. Everybody loves to be in on a secret. Um, and they're, they're also used in some cases to uh, for reputational purposes. So Obviously, here we are on your show talking about how cool Tesla and Google are. <laughs> so it works, right? They get great PR when these things pop up, but also they can be used as a recruitment tactic. So I interviewed Matt Mullenweg, who was the who created WordPress, and on his website, Automatic with two T's, um, he's got Easter eggs all over that website, and he uses them to see. Who, like for, for example, on their help wanted page, on their job openings page, there are these Easter eggs that you have to be smart enough to uncover. And over all time, one of them, he wouldn't tell me what it is because it's so secret, but only 12 people have ever found it. And he hired all 12 of them. So they're really cool hidden things. Oh, in, in the WordPress terms of service, this is another one he put in. You know, nobody reads the terms of service, these endless legal documents. But if you do, way down, like pages and pages and pages in, there's this little parenthetical that says, by the way, if you're still reading this, click here. And if you click it, it opens up this picture of beef brisket barbecue from this Minnie's restaurant in San Francisco, his favorite restaurant. It's just like a joke and a great joke. Uh, the even greater joke is that 
they make their terms of service available for any other company to adapt. It's, it's open source. So that's very nice of them. But <laughs> what it means is, is that there's a bunch of other companies out there whose terms of service contains the same Easter egg about the barbecue and they're completely unaware of it because <laughs> even the companies don't read it through. These are Easter eggs that are obviously really fun to find for us tech nerds. In fact, your article mentions a few more Easter eggs from names that most people would recognize. So hey, find David's article, read up on them. David, what's your personal favorite? Um, well, since you're mentioning it, um, I, will, I will confess for the first time publicly that I once buried an Easter egg for my then uh, girlfriend, now my wife, uh, in one of my Times articles. If you took the first letter of each sentence in the article, it spelled out a message to her. I was really nervous, man. I thought it'd be so canned for that. Uh, but I actually revealed this to my editor for this Easter egg story that you're talking about, uh, you know, a decade later. And, uh, and they just laughed their heads off. They thought it was really cute. They, they didn't think it was, it was shameful. So uh, I, I love that. And, and I also, I love the, uh, the Tesla ones, I have to say, because they are, they're really engineered. I mean, they put real work into those. Um, and it's for no other reason than to delight people who drive those cars. All right, now you've inspired me to want to come up with my own Easter egg. You showed us your new book uh, early on in the interview. Preview it for us, if you will, and tell us where we can find it. Uh, so yeah, it's called How to Prepare for Climate Change. It's, uh, it's a thick book. It's 620 pages long. Basically, every book and article you've ever read about climate change has to do with stopping climate change. We call that mitigation, you know, fly less, put out less emissions. And that's super important and we need to keep doing that. But the other side of the formula is virtually ignored and that's adaptation. Assuming climate change is here and it's not going away, which is by the way, the case, if you've uh, noticed anything in Austin recently, super freezes or California wildfires or you know, 21 people died in, in Nashville as we record this uh, yesterday from flooding, a non-coastal state, by the way, 21 people dying from flooding. Um, you realize that climate change is here and in our lifetimes, we're not going to be able to rewind. So uh, this is about how you cope. It's how you prepare yourself and your family for this new era. So it, it costs you less and hurts you less and destroys your house less. Uh, it's available, you know, bookstores, Amazon, anywhere. David Pogue, author, composer, and conductor, and correspondent for CBS Sunday Morning, and Easter egg hunter extraordinaire. <laughs> Thanks for taking some time to talk to us about Easter eggs this year, and hopefully people will pick up your book. If, if somebody wants to find you personally, uh, maybe they've got some more questions about Easter eggs, how can they do that? Uh, sure, just email me, pogue at me.com, me.com. And by the way, I should mention that since, since I can't do a, a book tour for this book, I'm, I'm offering your listeners, if, they, if you do get the book and you'd like it autographed, um, what I'll do is just email me, pogueatme.com, and with your address, and I will email you a sticker autographed, personalized to you, and you can slap it in the front of the book, just like I was there. So there's a, a free offer. I love it. I love it, David. Thanks again for your time and uh, happy Easter in advance. Thank you. You too. And find and subscribe to more of my interviews right here on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and at tanyahall.net.
Thanks for watching.